and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today I wanted to chat about something that is kind of near and dear to my heart that I think is spooky adjacent, definitely um, part of the occult culture, <laughs> or the occulture, if you Ooh. will. Oh, TM. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that is the tarot deck and kind of the history of where tarot comes from and how we use it today. Ooh, exciting. I do want to say before we start, though, that of course, uh, tarot is one of those things that there is a lot of speculation in the history of. Mm. Uh, A lot of, you know, well, we found such and such in a transcript here and there. So this is the representation that is my understanding of the deck. If I misrepresent it, please don't crucify me for it. <laughs> and also please share any information you have. I love to I love to learn more and more about this. So uh, starting off, what are tarot cards? What are the, they? What are they? Uh, so I, I this was actually something I learned in researching for this. I had no idea where the term came from. Uh, so the term tarot derives from tarocchi, which is the Italian, uh, well, it's the root of the Italian word tarocchi, which means foolishness, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, which I think is funny because, of course, uh, we'll get into this, but it wasn't originally like the fool's journey. So I think that that's really funny that that kind of uh, lines up very accurately to what tarot became. Uh, but long before they were used as divination tools or anything like that, uh, the taroki was specifically just a, a card game. It was the first traces of it show up in 14th century-ish in Italy. Um, and it was very similar from, from the texts we have about it, like very similar to modern day bridge, <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny to me. Um And basically, like, at that time, you know, there's no printing press. So artists would paint these cards. uh, And they had the four suits, uh, wands, coins, cups, and swords. And these, like, predate, of course, anything we have, like, our modern Mm -hmm. hearts, diamonds, clubs, spades. (laughs) Um, So these are, like, the OG playing cards. And uh, the Italians would have these painted uh, most people who could afford to have them painted were of like wealthy families and so the like trump cards in is what they called them or the triumph cards um featured family members which that would be you know kind of now what we would consider to be like major arcana but uh they were yeah portraits of you know the barons and people in the family uh, variations of different gods and goddesses and things are, are seen throughout different iterations of it. And uh, it isn't till uh, around the 18th century that uh, we start seeing them actually used as a form of divination. And I feel like this is going to surprise no one, but guess who starts using them to tell fortunes? It's the frickin' French. We love the French. <laughs> They're like, ooh, ooh la la. Oh la la. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, apologies to any of our French listeners. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. So I uh, I spent, gosh, six years studying French and, and French history and I love the French because they half of their history is just fairy tales they all agreed to. Like they're like, yeah, that sounds good. So of course they are interested in the occult and this fanciful like 
fortune telling mysticalness of these cards. I love this. Um, so they start doing this uh, with predominantly the uh, deck. It was called the Tarot of Marseille at the time. Um, but it was just like the, you know, if you and I went out to the Dollar General and like bought a pack of playing cards, um, that's what this Tarot of Marseille was at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like the most popular deck in the country. Uh, so people start using them kind of as a like a parlor game to start uh, assigning meaning to different cards and start telling fortunes. And it becomes like such a- an association <laughs> with the occult, basically, that they, they made a whole new deck, the Tarot Nouveau, <laughs> for playing cards because it was starting to be seen as like a like a ooh if you had mm-hmm. the tarot of Marseille in your home. Uh, and then as we go into 1789, we get the French occultist Jean-Baptiste Elliot, mm-hmm. uh, who is the first person to produce the uh, a new tarot deck that is like solely intended for supernatural use. And that is the first time we see the 78 card deck which is, of course, organized into the 22 major arcana and the minor arcana. Uh, and arcana, I learned, is Latin for secrets. Oh, secrets. So we have the major secrets and the minor secrets. <laughs> uh, and there's some kind of mm, feelings about Jean-Baptiste because uh, they were trying to kind of link the meaning of the cards and such to uh, Egyptian texts, <laughs> uh, right. but with with no real backing for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is still a lot of talk today that the tarot is linked to ancient Egyptians where there's really not any trace of that on a paper trail mm-hmm. anywhere. Um and so, you know, they start using this this deck. Uh, later, as we move into the, the early 20th century, we get British occultist Arthur Edward Waite, um, which if you are a tarot person, I'm sure your ears just perked up at the name Waite because you all know where this is going. Uh, he, though, didn't really subscribe to the idea that the cards were uh, rooted in anything like because at this point people are talking about you know the tree of life and kabbalah and he- ancient hebrew texts there are everybody's trying to link mm-hmm. these cards back to some mystical like ooh. <laughs> um and arthur edward Waite didn't really subscribe to that but he did think he, he did see the value in in the cards and the imagery the, the importance of that imagery to the occult and so he at this point teams up with artist pamela coleman smith a woman yay Woo-hoo. and they this is a doing it for themselves <laughs> and uh they together collaborate and create the rider weight smith deck which most people now know as the rider weight deck of course we took the woman out of the title mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um but that, that is the first time that we see this like this deck is expressly for fortune telling. Um, they and uh, specifically, what was different about this, as opposed to like Jean Baptiste's deck, 
uh, it's the first time we see the minor arcana also illustrated. So like the the four of cups Mm -hmm. beforehand, that was literally just four cups, much like if you drew a four of diamonds out of a a playing card deck. Um, But Pamela Coleman Smith comes in and gives these beautiful imagery to all of the to the, the full 78 cards. And this is where people start really being able to, you know, assign real meaning to each individual card that you pull um and that is where we we start really seeing the development of the tarot it is um of course if you if you don't know the the major arcana the 22 cards uh kind of lay out what is called the fool's journey so the fool is the first card in our deck and the first 22 kind of lay out the fool's journey into enlightenment into um they're kind of made to reveal these major secrets about the spiritual awakening uh, of life basically um and then the the minor arcana the minor secrets are supposed to kind of give you these clues into like succeeding day to day uh there are lots of lots of lots of different ways to read tarot and every like individual is going to put a little bit of their own spin on the cards. Um, but there are lots of very uh, traditional, I would say like spreads you can do. Um, I personally started reading tarot. Gosh, I want to say probably two years ago, three years ago now. Um, and like, I pull a daily card for myself, <laughs> um, but you can do like a three card. That's a very popular past, present, future. Um, you, there's of course the big, like 10 card Celtic cross pull, lots of different ways to tell the future or, <laughs> um, I don't consider it future telling per se, but we'll get more into that later, but I want to, uh, take a breath and let Penny jump in here too. <laughs> Because you said you do uh, own a deck as well, correct? I do. Uh, So I actually, I got my first tarot deck when I was in high school. Um, A a family friend gave me a Lord of the Rings themed tarot deck. (laughs) That's awesome. Because... Uh, I was a big nerd. Still, I am still a big nerd who loves Lord of the Rings. You, <laughs> I know, shocking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I had a, a little bit of a reputation for doing tarot readings in my uh, freshman dorm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> for all of the all the ladies on the floor. Uh, but I do. You were putting the smooth moves on them with the tarot. Always, always. Uh, but uh, I did just recently uh, for my birthday. Actually, a good friend of mine got me uh, Fyodor Pavlov's deck. Oh, nice! Um, who is a wonderful artist, and he has a beautiful, fully illustrated uh, deck that he made that was actually pretty hard to get your hands on. So I'm very. We've, we love a man with a beautiful copy. deck. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's awesome. I didn't realize you had that uh that deep of a history with the deck. That's cool. <laughs> I yeah. uh I haven't owned I hadn't owned a deck until yeah, like I said, like two or three years ago. My my best friend's mom actually was well still is, um, a, a tarot reader and she would 
do readings for us when we were like 11 12 years old she would like teach us about the cards and i remember being very like pulled to it like Mm -hmm. very excited about it but uh i also we've talked about this a bit with the ouija the ouija episode like i uh i was raised in a very religious family (laughs) (laughs) and so i had a, a healthy fear of all things that were associated with the occult uh, but now, of course, I love them. I love I love my tarot deck. And I, I think I, in, <laughs> in only like two or three years, I now own five decks, I think. They're so, they're so pretty. Like, that's the thing with they're tarot beautiful. decks is I'm like, there isn't necessarily a, like, they're all the same cards. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're like, oh, I need another one for like, it's not like Magic the Gathering where like you're getting a different... <laughs> <laughs> different things uh but they're all so cool looking. wait gotta catch them all yes. <laughs> no yeah they they are so beautiful and it's really interesting to see the different takes of um each because there are like major symbology <laughs> mm-hmm. on each card that most decks most versions of them still reflect um like i just got the my uh my friend gifted me the Meryl Streep tarot for Ooh. Christmas. Um, but, you know, it still has like the black and white pillars on uh, the, um, oh my gosh, my brain, not the Empress. The, nope, it's gone. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I am an expert. Uh <laughs> But, you know, it's like you always kind of have some iteration of like the cliff and the dog with the fool. And like, I feel like it's interesting to see how artists work that into different themes and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to know, is Bilbo the fool in the Lord of the Rings tarot? Oh, I am actually not positive. I want to say that it might be Smeagol. Oh, I don't know. He's the hermit, please. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I, I will have to look and update you. I'm not not saying uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying the artist might be wrong if they chose Smeagol <laughs> as the fool. I feel like you're probably right. I haven't <laughs> I haven't like looked through that deck in a long time. Uh, but yeah, I guess my my thing that I wanted to also talk about is that like tarot to me is kind of like astrology, right? Mm-hmm. Like you take away what you already know i think <laughs> like i i find stuff like this interesting because obviously like i said i do a daily poll for myself like i every morning say like what message do i need to hear and i let a card fly out of the deck kind of situation um but i find this kind of habit of human beings fascinating that we put these heavier meanings on things to kind of explain our existence. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I always, now that I've started learning a lot more and now that I feel more comfortable reading for other people, et cetera, you know, I have a lot of people be like, Oh, I want you to do a reading for me about this thing that's going on in my life, et cetera, et cetera. And I always tell people like, it doesn't tell you anything you don't already know. Like, it's, it's literally a, a reflection of yourself back at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But if you are interested in starting to read tarot, I have a, a lot of folks ask, like, 
because I post about it on Instagram pretty frequently, like what I've pulled, etc. Um, if you want to start reading tarot, a lot of people want to know where do I start, and uh, we kind of we touched on the the Rider Waite deck. I personally think that's a really good place to start if you are buying your first deck, just because it is. Like, like like Penny said, all of the decks that have come since that are versions of that deck. Um, and so it's a really good way to get to know the imagery and what it means. There's a lot of symbolism in the colors and the, you know, images uh, that you can kind of familiarize yourself with. But I also think tarot is a lot about intuition <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and my friend's mom who taught me a lot about tarot like always told us that you should pull a card and see what it makes you feel before you go digging and looking for you know what does the seven of cups mean uh see how it makes you feel and pull from your intuition that's a lot of what tarot is is about building your intuition and learning how to kind of interpret the cards in a way that's meaningful to you um yeah. Do you have a do you have anything to add to that? Do you pull for yourself regularly at all anymore? Um, not super regularly. Occasionally. I, I think I agree with you. Like it's it's definitely something by which you're kind of holding a mirror up to yourself mm-hmm. and giving you kind of a, a physical format in which to like react to that and say, All right, this is telling me, you know, this thing. Does that feel truthful to me? Does that not feel right? Like, how can I kind of define and explore my own emotions that maybe I couldn't when they were just like in an amorphous cloud in my brain? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, it kind of puts a pin in it, pins it down so you can look at it and say like, is that what I'm feeling? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I always like I always enjoy like the social element of like tarot too. I did bring my um new deck when i had um as i've mentioned before like a friend visiting over halloween mm-hmm. and i did like three card readings for them because it, you know it's a college friend so it was kind of like a flashback to yeah those <laughs> times and it is it's fun to just kind of put those things together and maybe this may be like the wrong way to approach it so apologies if it is but it always feels kind of good to me as someone who like is a writer and storyteller kind of person like trying to kind of track how the elements move across like a spread and being no, able definitely. to kind of find those things like you know obviously I've taken lots of literature classes so I'm used to like seeing themes and symbols and kind of identifying things and it's sort of it's a fun and funky to kind of look at your own life that way and try and kind of piece it together and put it into that format I think that's, to me anyway, like the mark of a good reader, honestly, like a a person that I enjoy being read by, like, is somebody who does connect those dots and tell a story. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Like the whole, I mean, the the major arcana itself is like telling a story of Mm. this, this fool on a journey to learn life's lessons. And so I, and that's kind of the beauty. I mean, I'm sure there are people who would adamantly disagree with me but i don't think there's a wrong way to read tarot like (laughs) i think it's very personal to the reader um and i i think that's what's kind of interesting about it like of course the cards have 
base meanings, but it's always really interesting to be read by different people and kind of get their their insight. Yeah, I did once have a random wandering tarot reader at an event have me pull a card and then ask me if I had heart disease in my family. And I was like, um, yeah, what? No, I, don't. <laughs> I do not agree with that method. I was just like, yeah, we're not. That's not a hit. Thank, thank you. And that's like, there's so many like less than ethical tarot readers too so that's always rough and like something that's always interesting to me like i don't consider for for example the death card right Mm -hmm. there's so many readers that pull that and they're like you're gonna have a death in your fan like something dramatic and like for me when i pull the death card i'm like oh you're like coming to an ending something in your life is coming to an end Mm -hmm. a chapter like it's a new beginning in my eye like it's so varying just depending on how you see the cards but that again i think it's kind of like asking advice from a friend you're gonna get a little bit of a different perspective from everybody and that's okay (laughs) (laughs) very true do you have a uh, a card that shows up for you a lot or like a a favorite card that when you pull it you're like yeah (laughs) Ooh. Um, I feel so I I am not super memorized on all of the cards. Mm-hmm. So I always am like looking stuff up, but I feel like I always get excited when I get like a wands card. Mm. And usually when I read those descriptions, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I guess too, yeah. Favorite like suit. My favorite suit is pentacles. So that's yeah, wands is very um I feel like very actions based, like how you're gonna take control of something. So yeah. that's, that makes sense for you to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I feel like I like, I mean, who doesn't like the Empress? You like a, a strong lady? Yes. Do you know about uh, that you can like, kind of like a birth chart there, you have birth cards. Do you know about oh, that? I've never heard of that. Yeah. So you can put in your little charty chart, your little birth date time place kind of situation and there's two for every person they're they're always major arcana mm-hmm. um but my, one of mine is the empress the empress and the world are mine mm, um, nice we're gonna have, have to, to figure out it. i was gonna say we have to figure out your birth cards post them on the the instagram stories later <laughs> yes fo- follow us to find out what my birth cards are yes exclusive for the instagram <laughs> exclusive hot content <laughs> Well, that is my little spiel about the tarot. I appreciate you, like, like as always, let me rant about something that makes me excited. Of course, <laughs> and I, you, you, I, you are one of among several people that I know who like draw regular cards, and I'm always intrigued um, when I see people like share what the card they got was and like what their kind of reaction to it sure. is. And I don't know, I'm always a fan of like any kind of interesting like daily ritual and yeah and it is very much that for me it's like like morning routine type stuff like i feel like i can't start my day until i kind of check in with myself um, right and, and just just to em- emphasize 
how much humans like to put patterns and meaning onto things. I mm. am now, as many people are, I do Wordle first thing in the oh, morning. I and... have been doing it for the last four days only, and I'm already completely hooked. And there was a day last week I woke up and it was um, like an important day. I was starting a new thing at work, and I got the Wordle in two guesses, and I was like, this is a good sign. This is a good sign for the day. This means I'm going to, all my projects are going to go well. <laughs> so Wordle you, is the new tarot. Wordle is my new tarot. If I, and you know, whether it's, it's Wordle tarot or a bones or no bones day, we gotta, we gotta yeah. have something to give us some meaning. To life. That, that is true. Noodle <laughs> is also the new tarot. Yes. I would, I would pay a lot of money for a noodle tarot deck. Oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> But what, what if it was just a deck that only had two cards? It's just bones or no bones. Bones or no bones. <laughs> oh, that's you have funny. like a full size deck, but they're all different bone or no bone illustrations. <laughs> I I think we have something here. I think we need, is his name John, I believe, his yes. owner? I think we need to contact John immediately. Somebody yes. tag John. <laughs> Well, as always, thank you all for listening. Uh, do remember to drop us a review if you feel like it on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. If you leave us a nice review, we'll read it live on the show. And I do have one for us here today. How exciting. Yes, this one is from Amber V 33 and it is a review that says, delightful, five stars. I absolutely adore these two and the easy banter. This podcast brings so much joy to my spooky soul. <laughs> oh, thank you, Amber. Thank you, Amber. We're so glad you enjoy it. And uh, of course, if you are looking for more content from us ghouls, you can follow us over on Instagram at ghouls night in pod. And you can find me over there at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time, goodbye. goodbye.